Hello again, and welcome to Crime in Music. I'm your host, Brian J. Kinsley, and with me as always, my friend, Ben Rupel. I like to dance a little bit during this part of the podcast. I it's do. a I good song, isn't it? Dance a little bit, yeah. Chair dance. Chair dance. Yeah. Only I may chair dance. We're back again for another episode of True Crime. People in and around the music business and their adventures in the law-breaking. Not a table dance. I'm not giving you a table dance. That's a different This dance. is a chair yeah, dance. That's a chair dance. It's a nice chair Actually, dance. I think they used to call them chair dances. Would you like a chair dance? I think it's a lap dance. Oh, okay. It's different. <laughs> it's been a while, bud. We are back again, everybody. It's good to hear from you. Good to see you. Shout out to Mr. Scream from our last speak pipe. Uh, thanks for people on Stitcher and iTunes and all those places for listening. If you like this sort of thing, share with a friend. We are still on the hunt for Wyoming, Montana. No, we got Montana, Wyoming, Nebraska, Maine, and Alaska. So if anybody lives there, please say something. Right, did they get their power shut off? I'm going to doubt that people live there anymore, did man. They, did they not pay their electrical bill? Not in Nebraska. It's it's corn-fueled, and this time of year, ain't no corn. All right, no. They got pheasants out there in Nebraska. Challenge, Nebraska. Challenge me. I, I dare you to see you I guess exist. if they're not listening. Right. <laughs> I don't think that. They don't exist. I've been told about. I'm starting to come around this flat earth thing. Like, they tell you all this stuff, but you never see it. I, I know what I see. I hope you're a flat earther. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I so hope you are. That'd be super funny. <laughs> it's obvious from here in Michigan, I can see Seattle. Look at it. It's right there. <laughs> Straight line. Yeah. yeah. The flat donut earther. theory. All right. Are you ready, buddy? We're going to start doing uh, the podcast again. As usual, you guys know we're going to have Ben guest guest here in a second. So. Yeah, this, this is my favorite part. I haven't been doing very good. Um, I'm, I got. I need a dub. I need a dub. I need. A, I need a win here. I would like to put your stats up online. That would yeah. be fun. All right, let's check it out. Guest, guest this week, crime and music. I wonder if we could get like a statistics thing going or something. It would be a single digit. Number. What's your What's your batting average? Oh, uh, over. <laughs> I'm a little over right now. Are you like 200? What are you? <sighs> All right, we got a guy here. Uh, oh, sorry. I, I give you a hint. We got a guy here. All right. <clears throat> Billy Bilo. Billy Bilo. Or just Bilo. Bilo, okay, no. Pigman. 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 He's a pigman, Jerry. <laughs> no. All right. Pigman. Spaniel. Spaniel, pigman. Spaniel. Come here, Spaniel. No. Spaniel. All right, no, I mean, those. Do you have any other hints other than just nicknames? Who is the singer and guitarist for the Libertines and Baby Shambles? I feel like the deck is stacked against me. Oh, I did. Brian's got a fat stack of cards fat here. Fat stacks? This has got to be somebody I know. I highly doubt it. Oh, well then, <laughs> if, if this is another Swedish death metal group, is it? No, it's <laughs> not. It's a guy named Peter Daniel Doherty. We should just start with the name. Pete Doherty. I thought you might know Pete Doherty. Ben, though. can you guess Pete Doherty? Nope, can't guess Pete I, Doherty. I don't know who All that right. is. I don't know. <laughs> March 12, 1979. Peter Daniel Doherty is born in Hexham, Northumberland, England. So, what's his name? Pete Doherty. Pete what Doherty? Uh, Daniel. So, his middle name's Dan? Yep. Last name Doherty? Pete Dan Doherty. All right. I, can I say Dan then? No, let's call him Peter. Oh, not Dan. I'm going to call him Peter. Dan PDD. All right. Go ahead. OPP. Uh, he's got some parents, Peter John Doherty, so a dad named Peter, and Jacqueline Michaels. 
What's happening, Peter? Pete's the second of three kids. Poor Jan. Uh, he's got two sisters, Amy Jo and Emily. Peter, man. Always Marsha. Martha, Martha, Martha. I'm a youngest child. I can do that. It's fucked up, man. Hexam, uh, where he was born. It's a market town in Northumberland, England. Who else did we have from Hexham? Right. We did have somebody from Hexham. Uh, I think. Or there was something. Because I made the joke, Rumham. That's the only reason I know. Sid Vicious might have been around Hexham. Or was it uh, the 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 drummer guy? From oh, Moon the Loon. Moon Pete the Moon. Loon. Keith Moon. No, yeah. Moon. Hexham and Pete Mo- uh, Keith Moon. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It's a, it's a, pl- a bunch of drummers come from there. Right. It, it's. It, well, Pete's not a drummer. Is that where the big no? But is that where the big Ferris wheel's at? I think it might be. All right. Not the London Eye. That's in London. No, the Ferris wheel is that the London Eye? Is it the big pod thing with Tic Tacs floating we're, in the sky? Or terrible. If you're from England, hit us up on the social media. Leave us. Straighten us out. Please. Leave us. Uh, I really do want to learn. Speak I do. pipe. I, I mean, I don't want to sound like an idiot when I'm talking about other countries. I sound like an <laughs> idiot when I'm talking about this country. Yeah, the same way. God. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, so. if you don't want to sound like an idiot, keep your mouth shut. Right. Uh, okay. This place, Hexham, where he's from, it's basically south of the River Tyne. It's the most northeast county in England. It's like five hours north of London. You and I would call it up north. Okay. So he he comes from up north. Only Michigan people know that reference, though. That's correct. Like we say up north. We got a card game. We have it's called euchre. Right. We got Verners, Fago. Those are two. Pops. Soda. Yep. Coke. Yeah. So, no. to, soda. <laughs> yeah. That's, we don't call it soda. We call just it to clar- no, just to clarify, you are correct. I've I've traveled all over as you have this great country and it's always up north is Michigan. You go to New York, like you can go upstate, but up north strictly the mitten. That's yeah. Us. Well, or in New York and you go to the Finger Lakes. You know, something or that. Yeah. Yep. Or so, you go to the lake if you're in Missouri. Is it Missouri that's got the big huge the Ozarks? I believe there are the Ozarks. Lake of the Ozarks. The Ozarks. Yeah. So we call it up north. That's up our north. little Get out of town, go to vacation. Right. That's where this guy's at from. North of Clare. Um, so, yeah, Hexham, as of 2011, had a population of 11,829 people. Uh, they're famous for leather manufacturing. Like, everybody worked in the leather business. Yeah. Cut- cutters, skinners, sewers. They had specific that's a gr- that's glove cutters. A, that's a gross. That's a gross thing. Well, the gross people of Hexham made a lot of money doing it. I mean, not once it's turned into leather and whatever you fashion it into a boot or what have you, but the taking the skin from the animal and and skinning it and putting it in the in the brine and oh tannery tumble. sprung up yeah, yeah, yeah. they also had 16 master hat makers master hat makers 16 of them wow in one town what kind of hats did they make like those little be- those little newsy caps master's hats <laughs> i don't <laughs> i assume it was probably like a beaver cap like a top cap top like, hat like a top hat yeah like a big top hat okay so the largest employer in hexham is this company called Igger? It's an Australian chipboard manufacturer. So nah, nah, they make things. They got a botanical brewery. A botanical. Fentimans is uh, based in Hexham. I wonder what they mean. What botanical brewery? I mean, a brewery makes beer. Bo- and what do they botanical. use? Like flowers? Maybe it's wild fermentation. Botanical beer. Brewery. Maybe I guess they call that. Oh, okay. May or whatever. We'll look that up. Two thousand five Hexham. Uh, 2005, Hexham won a Britain in Bloom Award. It's pretty. You got mad because you're like, 
dude, we got to roll through this. Look how many cards I have. Well, you wrote a Britain and Bloom Award thing for Hexam? They don't really have much. Well, I'm going to have to talk about it now, I feel. I was, try- I was trying to figure out, like, notable people from Hexam. They don't have any. Pete. Pete's the only guy. Childhood. Pete's parents were both in the military, okay? So he's a military brat. Yeah, yeah. His dad, Peter, was a major in the Royal Signals, the Siggies. The Ziggies. No, the Siggies. 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 Signals. Signals. They would, their combat support, basically. They they set up, they like run out telecommunications on the battlefield and stuff and the radios and the visual. It's the guys with the cannon and the string. Like, I got, go run this cannon string to that guy over there. They're the guys with the, like, the little shutters in front of the big spotlight. (laughs) Send him Morris code. Yeah. I mean, you know, battlefield communications. All right. And uh, his mum, Jacqueline, she's a lance corporal in the Queen Alexandra's Royal Army Nursing Corps. Okay. They call them the QAs. All right. So they're he's an army brat. And Florence, yeah. His mom was trained like in the Florence Nightingale School sort of thing. Yeah. Great bedside manner. If you remember Florence Nightingale. The Well, I don't remember. I didn't she, never met her. No, she created modern nursing. That's yeah, my note. Was a, and we're on. Okay. So, in his childhood, Pete was... Uh, Jewish, Russian, French, Irish descent. He was raised Catholic. He's got it all in there. Uh, he's got, he and his sisters grew up all over Britain and Europe, moving army base to army base, around and around. So, I don't know. think I'd like that. No, not a lot of stability. No, and I, I've met people that have been in that world. I don't think they liked it either. If you can kill that beer fly, you go ahead and kill it. I didn't see any flies. All right. I'm scared of a fly. 1990, the fly. With Jeff Goldblum. 1990, age 11. Uh, they're living in Dorset, which is on the southwest area. So they basically went from the top corner to the lower corner on the opposite the, side. The opposite quadrant so right, of the country. Right there. Southwest England. Uh, Pete starts playing guitar. Okay. Why do, why do you guys play guitar? Because they don't have any friends? Or they want to get chicks? Hey, <laughs> Pete was trying to impress a girl. Yeah. Emily Baker. Put you on blast, Emily. <laughs> Pete was trying to swoon you. Swoon, 1990. Quote from Emily, uh, quote, at school, he was a bit cheeky, always took things too far. He was a class clown. She thought he was a good football player and chess player, though. Hmm. So he could play oh, wow. soccer and chess. Yeah. Guitar, football, chess. As we'll find out with football, a lot of these Football, though, they're people. probably talking about soccer. Right, soccer. Right. As we'll find out with a lot of these people. Well, here we go. School. Uh, Pete went to the Nicholas Chamberlain Comprehensive School in Bendworth. Bed, bed, bed. He did bed with, bed with. Um, I think he is smart. Is that by Hogwarts? It, it's. I think it's platform nine and a half or three quarters. I don't. So I, I think Pete was smart because he achieved eleven GCSEs, seven of which were A plus grades. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. Four passes at A levels and two of them at grade A. I only made it to grade eight, eh? Made grade A, eh? So, please, seriously, anybody from the the great, boy, is it not a monarchy? Hey, there's that know. fly. Kill it. I can't. It's over <laughs> there. My best question, anybody from England, please want to tell me what those are, the GCSEs and, like, A-levels and stuff. I think it's, like, high school. We can't. Really, I can really. just Google it. I'll ask Siri right now. No, she doesn't know. She my my Siri's got... Australian. Dude, I asked Siri the other day what time the, the sun was going to set, like, a month and a half from now. Knew it immediately. <laughs> What a world. I 19- need to know that. Let's stay on topic today. 1995. 95. Uh, he's age 16. All right. Pete wins a poetry contest and travels to Russia. So he's he's just a little bit younger than us. A little bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the trip was sponsored by the British Literature Council, and so he's doing good. Okay, writing poetry. Right. After his A-levels, which I think is high school, 
He moves into his grand's flat in London. Oh, wow. Living with a grandma. In, uh, in, in, in big old London town. Yeah. He gets a job filling in. Filling in graves. <laughs> Williston Cemetery. <laughs> You're the only other person I could look across the table and be like, you and I filled the grave in together. Did we? Uh, dicks. Oh, yeah. Bring, bring your own shovel cemetery party. What? Yeah. Buddy of ours, good friend of ours, dad passed away and... And uh, it was in the wintertime. It, it was cold. Was in the it winter was cold. Time. Um, but their family's tradition is okay. So we've all been to maybe the cemetery where we're you know putting one of our loved ones to rest, and they lower the casket down into the vault, and then people go by and they'll like throw maybe a flower on it or a little handful of dirt as yep. a, as like a reference to you know we're this is done and this is over. Dust I have to dust. Help bury my grandmother, or whatever. No, this family. They, we lower the casket down in there. They have to put the vault lid on there so we get to see how all the mechanisms work. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, they put the vault lid down on there. And then we all grab shovels. Yep. And we did the job. I'm not talking just like a little, you know, one shovel full and you're on. No, no. we took turns. Filled the whole hole. Burying that self bitch. <laughs> you were playing guitar. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, we had guitars out. We're singing and, and the whole bit. We did this. The first time I did it with this family, it was for his... Um, for his grandfather, and this was for our buddy Matt's father, but we were doing it for his grandfather out in this little hick cemetery. And I didn't, I, I'm like, seriously, guys, it's, it's, they got a machine right over there. They had a, a, a bulldog. We could just get buried in one swoop. Well, that's, that's what the nope. joke was. Cause Dick and his sons were all in construction and it's like, dude, all you had to do is raise the bed of that truck. All that dirt would fill the hole. Yeah. No, they were like idiots with 17 shovels. We all, Hey, we had a party. It was a party at a cemetery. We didn't have any beer though. Not like a high school party at a cemetery, but a party at a cemetery. (laughs) All right. Oddly enough, we'll get there. All right. And I know we're going to do this again one day. Oh, for sure. Oh, we're going to do it again. (laughs) Yeah. Sooner. All those people. We got to bury them. Sooner rather than later. I'm going to throw my back out. 1999, age 18. Pete can be seen in an MTV interview on the day Oasis released Be Here Now, that album. Okay. He was, he could be seen on it? Yeah, like, there's a big thing in England. Everybody's, like, waiting. Like, on MTV had interviewers out, like, who yeah. are you guys waiting in line? Like, I'm here to buy the new Oasis album. And that was him? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Pete attends Queen Mary University of London. He studies English, but leaves after a year. Okay. Did- Similar to your story. <laughs> <laughs> got his G- he got his Pell Grant, and he went and bought a keg. There you go. Pete moves in with a friend and uh, fellow musician, Carl Barrett. Carl. Carl. Is that Carl with a K? Carl with a C. Carl with a C. Carl with a C. Uh, he was in Pete's older sister's class, grade, whatever, so they kind of knew Carl. So this dude's banging Pete's older sister. Apparently. All right. Carl and Pete form a band called the Libertines in 1997. All right. You got Carl doing vocals and guitar. You got Pete doing vocals and guitar. You got a guy named John Hassel doing bass. And Gary Powell on the drums. It sounds like a bunch of uh, no-namers here. Pow, pow, powerful drums. I still don't know who this guy is. I know, you won't. And I'm just going to keep saying things like the Libertines. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> All right. 2002, the Libertines released their debut album, Up the Bracket. Up the Bracket. What's that a reference to? Uh, it's a slang term that means a punch in the throat. What? Yeah, Up the Bracket. Means a punch in the throat? It's a slang term meaning up in the throat. I'm going to punch you in the throat. Boom! It reaches number 35 on the UK album charts. Okay. Received widespread praise from critics, considered one of the greatest albums of the 2000s. It was recorded and produced by Mick Jones of The Clash. Mick Jones. Ah, that's a name we've heard. Exactly. 
They play over 100 gigs in 2002 alone. Who, the Libertines? The Libertines, jamming out. Holy Op- shit. Opening for the Sex Pistols and Morrissey, stuff like that. Oh. They win a thing called Best New Band at the NME Awards, which is like a best-selling British music newspaper website. It's like British version of Rolling Stone, kind of. 200 gigs in one year. Dude, do the math. 52 weeks, yeah. 200 gigs. That's a lot of work. A lot of work hauling the drums around. Because they're probably doing a lot of the like physical work. Yeah, at that stage, I but they're imagine. But they're young. 2003, they're turning around, they're playing gigs. Pete's getting really fond of crack cocaine and heroin. It's crack! And due to the fondness, he starts missing shows. Oh, boy. He's got crack. Well, it's crack. Right. I, I did enough shows to make this much crack. Now I'm going to do this <laughs> much crack, and I'll start doing some shows again. We'll get there. Is it, is it any good? Yeah. It's, it's fucking cr- it's crack. crack. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Don't do drugs, kids. No, no. June no. 2003, Pete's drug use is causing tension in the band. Because he's missing gigs, dude. You're breaking up the band. You're in. You're 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 putting a stifle on my ability to earn. You're gonna ruin the band. More dude. crack. The Libertines kick Pete out. Well, I yeah. Pete leaves, misses tours in Japan and the UK. They get a guitar tech to fill in the guitar parts. Yeah, and then Carl just sings. Pete forms a new band called the Libertines. <laughs> yup, same name. All right. Hey, so. <laughs> Didn't you kick me out, I kick you out. I'm Guns N' Roses, you're not Guns N' Roses. Didn't the comic, you know the comic Gallagher, the guy that smashed the uh, watermelons on stage and stuff? Yes. Didn't he, like, quit or got into drugs? He or got, He got real sick. He got sick, and his twin brother? His brother, Gallagher, like, too. Like, like, snuck in and was doing shows. Gallagher didn't want him to do it, I don't no, think. No, they actually got in a lawsuit. While we were at Central, I saw, as a student, when I went to class when I was there, believe it or not, I'd skip class and watch Gallagher 2 perform in the courtyard. And he handed out cards, and they said Gallagher 2. And oh, I, he, he I was, admitted to it? I thought he right. did it for a while, like, not admitted oh, no, to they it. They didn't. They were they, the brothers themselves, because the original Gallagher had some health issues, and he was trying to get well, but he didn't want to ruin the momentum. So uh, they sent him out. But I talked to him after the show, and it's like, dude, I read your brother's book or, or whatever, saw the show, because I was doing most of the material, but then... He's like, I'm working in my own now, you know? He's like, mm-hmm. I work in my own material. So. so I don't know if it was Gallagher 1 or 2, but um, Jeff Foxworthy does You Might Be a Redneck If. Right. That's an old Gallagher bit. Oh, really? You might be an American If. Oh, That was what God. it was. And then You Might Be an American If. And then fill oh. in all the things. Nice. Yeah. Nothing's new. It's all recycled. It has probably been recycled from some vaudeville crap. Keeps coming yep. back around in your face. All right. What Whatever this Pete guy's name is. Let's talk more about him. Pete. Okay, because that's confusing. Two bands called the Libertines. No, no, it makes sense. <laughs> totally. Ah, oh, damn it, this concert. I thought it was the other guy. <clears throat> so Pete changes the name to Baby Shambles. I like that name better anyways. Baby Shambles. Baby Shambles. Uh, the night of Baby Shambles' first gig, Pete gets arrested. All right. Oh, on the first gig? Yeah, for the Baby Shambles. Like shambles. before or after the gig? I think it's after. All right. What? Why? Why? July fifth, two thousand three. Pete gets arrested after he breaks into Carl's apartment. Oh, he can't give up on this guy. <laughs> he steals some antique guitars, a video camera, a CD player, a laptop, and a mouth organ. It just sounds like business. That's just business. He's not. He's like, I need my stuff back. Maybe Pete gets six months in prison. Ultimately reduced down to two months. Okay. October 9th, two thousand three. After being released, Pete rejoins the Libertines. Him and Carl get back together. They change it back to Baby Fetus. What was it called? <laughs> baby Shambles. Shambles. Well, they'll they'll stay on their two separate paths there eventually. They put on a, a comeback show at the Tappan Tin, 200-seat spot in Chatham, Kent. 
The Libertine fans called it the Freedom Gig. The Freedom Gig. Well, he got out of prison that day. All right. Like that day. Oh, and then he went and played? Went and played a show. Didn't have to do no rehearsal or nothing with his old band? No. Just what kind of music did they play? It's actually pretty good. I really like it. It's like English rock and roll music. Um, We'll check it out at the break. How's that? Uh, we can? Yeah, we'll, look, we'll listen to oh, it Oh, we can't break. have it on them. No, I will encourage everyone during the break to maybe just look up Pete Doherty so you can well, see this they're not gonna. Then... They're not going to take a break. Oh, Time for right. them passes Shit. instantaneously. Well, okay, you'll see what he looks like. We can come back two weeks from now during break and then record <laughs> the rest of the show. And to our audience, it seems like it was just one escape room commercial. Time is just a construct, man. <laughs> so, okay. But yeah, no, it's good. It's English. It's like English rock and roll, man. It's really, it's pretty good. I liked it. It was pretty good. All right. Very Oasis. You're not selling it, buddy. I'm sorry. I thought you liked it. Liam, not Noel. I Dude, I had a bad taste in my mouth with Oasis from back in the day when we were going to an Oasis concert and our friend Amy got us uh, box seats. Or, um, what are they? A suite. suite. Yeah, a suite's like a room. You don't have to sit in the general populace. And we were not 21. We're like 18. And so we thought we were hot shit. So we go... (laughs) We go to the Palace of Auburn Hills, and we got, like, sweet tickets, and we're thinking, dude, I wonder if there's going to be, like, a buffet and all you can eat and all you can drink and the sweet. We didn't know how this stuff worked. Right. And by the way, there wasn't. No. Because, no, you got to pay for that. This is, she just, the company she worked for had some free tickets, so we went, and uh, they were literally the worst seats in the house. Oh, no. Nobody, nobody in that arena that could see Oasis that sea oasis was further away than us. Wow. The only way you could get further away from Oasis is to go to part of the arena behind the suite where we're at, like the hallway. Right. That we were the furthest away, up and back. Wow. It was like a 500-yard shot if I wanted to take Noel's head off with a 30 out <laughs> 6 I'm just saying, Sniping I don't think I could have taken the shot. It put you I don't know why I referenced that. That was weird. Folding chairs in the rafters. <laughs> Here's your seats, guys. Hey, I'm going to a monster truck rally this weekend. Nice. Yeah. You're going to see Gravedigger. I don't know who was there. We're going to go monster truck ride. I've never been to one. I'm pretty excited. You paid for the whole seat, but you'll only use the edge, edge, edge. I made that joke. <laughs> so when we got the tickets. March 5th, 2004, the Libertines play their biggest gig so far. They get a three-night residency at Brixton Academy in London. Uh, that's a leading musical venue. Holds about 5,000 people. That's a big. That's, that's, that's 15,000 people. Three nights, man. Yeah. June 9th, 2004. Pete enters Detox at Watham Krobach. Detox. A, it's a temple in uh, Thailand. Uh, it's a famous rehab place in Thailand. He goes there. Oh, Watham Krobach. He leaves after three days. Yeah, we did really good. They're not that good. <laughs> the band had to uh, cancel some tour dates. Oh, I thought you meant he in three days was all better. No, no. he's just like uh, I don't like this program. <laughs> not enough go. drugs apparently in not, this program. You think Thailand? Never mind. Uh, June 30th, 2004, again, Pete sacked from the Libertines. Sacked. Again. Thank you for using that word. I, li- I know you like it. Uh, they say they'll continue to, without Pete, though. They're like, the Libertines will go on. We don't need Pete. Also, Pete appears in court for the possession of an offensive weapon. An offensive weapon? Uh, what's a defensive weapon? I don't know. A shield, maybe? Captain America is a defensive weapon. I guess that would be because you can use a shield as a weapon for sure. But its primary focus is defense. Yeah. Offensive weapon. Maybe he had, now that we're breaking it down, it sounds like a stick or a bat or a baton or something like that. Okay. But that's what happens to Pete. He gets busted for that. Well, I mean, that's a change from the drug thing and the thievery thing. So he's got the drug thing going on. Drugs. 
in the thievery thing where he stole some guitars and a jukebox out of the buddy's house. I feel like he thinks those were his. I I I, I kind of I kind of <laughs> yeah. He wasn't going there to like get money. He was going no. there to get his livelihood. Get his stuff. Yeah. Back, right. Okay. And now he's he's pointing a, a stick. A stick at somebody. He's got a board. Oh, what are those? He's got a board those, with a nail in it. What are those like Chinese things that the Ninja Turtles use? Those throwing three, stars? No, the three that had like a. Oh, the Sai? Is that what they called? Yeah, like S- they had the Sai size. They weren't really sharp where you stab somebody, but somehow you could use them as a weapon. I think Electra, that comic book superheroine, has size. Anyway. Yeah. Pete's doing his own thing, pulling out of solo shows and angering fans. And angering fans, huh? <laughs> August 15, 2004. Wouldn't single. know anything about that, would we, Brian? Not at all. August 15, 2004. Single, Can't Stand Me Now. Can't uh, can't Stand Me Later. Can't Stand Me Now. Or Can't Stand Me Now. Anyway, can't stand. Hits number two. Where? Uh, England, I think. These are oh. the UK charts. Okay. August 30th, 2004. The Libertines released their second album. This has Pete and Carl still on it, even though the band's not together anymore. <laughs> I always like it when they do this. Well, we had that with the 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 that's, death. That's the correct. Swedish dude. Yeah, Varg. Varg. He got released, on, or some dead guy was on an album. He was on the album, and the guy yeah. Varg stabbed, and yeah. So. Uh, no, we're gonna put him on there. Yeah, Thunder Hammer or whatever is like, eh, fuck it, we're just gonna anyway. September 2004, the Libertines play their final tour with Pete and then split ways. Oh, but they were still kind of touring with him. He'd come in and out. <laughs> He's <laughs> like know? the Neil Young of of, of England. Like, who's here tonight? We, oh, we got Crosby, Stills, Nash. I don't know if we put the Y on the board yet. Well, there were, there were times that Neil Young, he had his own tour bus. While Did, with Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So they'd be like driving down the road, you know, going to the next gig in the next city, going down the expressway. And then, you know, the bus, all of a sudden the bus would come up next to the other bus, <laughs> and then it would just get off the expressway. And and Crosby, Stills, and Nash were all just going, on the one bus. Where's he going? Neil's got his own bus. Right. Neil's like, well, we ain't doing the next gig with Neil. Because Neil would just like, see you. He's out. And then he'd just show up. See you. <laughs> Which is cool. That's part of the Neil Young uh, mystique. It is. Neil yeah, Young. Neil Young. Nah, I'm good. I'm going to go play with Crazy Horse for a while. We might talk about David Crosby, though. Anyway. Yeah. December 5th, 2004, Baby yeah. Shambles single, Kilimanjaro. Doesn't he have a, number kid, eight. a kid with Rosie O'Donnell? Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Different podcast. All right. Did you hear that Kilimanjaro song from the Baby Shambles reaches number eight? All right. You don't care. No, <laughs> I care. I care big time about this guy. December 24th, 2004, Pete does his first major TV interview on the BBC. Okay. I feel like our English audience will appreciate this more. Listening to us talk about someone they probably know well. I would say. We don't know at all. Not really. We're just dumb Americans talking about some English thing. Stupid Americans. All right, cool. (laughs) January 16th, 2005, Pete starts dating English supermodel Kate Moss. I know her. There you go. I didn't know she's English, but I guess I've never really listened to her talk. February 3rd, 2000. <laughs> Swimsuit issues don't have a play button on them. February 3rd, 2005. Pete and his friend Alan Wass were arrested for robbery and blackmail. Robbery and blackmail. Yeah, Pete and Alan demanded money from a guy named Max Carlish. He's a documentary filmmaker. He was out making a rockumentary on Pete, and he sold some photos of Pete smoking heroin. Pete didn't like that, so when Carl refused to give them the money, uh, like he's like, give me the money you got for the photos, and Carl's like, screw you. Um, Carl ended up hospitalized with two black eyes and a broken nose. What were the black guys' names? <laughs> Pete and Alan. 
This is England, man. Oh, I thought you said he was hospitalized with two black guys. No, two black eyes. Oh, jeez. My bad. Sorry. Somebody works at the hospital, I'm sure. <laughs> My headphones aren't working real good. Sorry. They're me. <laughs> Pete's held in prison for a couple of days on $200,000 bail. Uh, following the arrest, I did convert from pounds to dollars because I can't draw that symbol for the English pound. I apologize. Case gets dropped due to lack of evidence. Oh, for the beating up of the dude? Yeah. All right. I don't know how he got those black eyes. No, it wasn't me. It was the one-armed man. Hey, I finally got to use that. <laughs> February 22nd, 2005, Baby Shambles plays their biggest show, the 5,000-seat Brixton Academy in London. Hold on, he already did that place. Yeah, but that wasn't Baby Shambles. That was Libertines. Oh, okay. All right. We're building up Pete now. Uh, the show is interrupted by overcrowding, and an onstage fight breaks out between Pete and his guitarist, Patrick Walden. That's awesome. I love inner <laughs> inner band fights are great. <laughs> On stage. That's great. In front of 5,000 people. Ah, blah, blah, throwing punches and stuff. We had two years ago, so I helped with our little uh, baseball organization in our town for the kids. Coach literally. Ben. Yeah. Coach Ben. So we sent this team off to play in a playoff situation, a good team. And the game, the, our, our two coaches got kicked out of the game because they got in a fight with one another. Because their kids were somehow not treated special. Or... I don't know what happened, but that's awfully embarrassing. That's like that's like two bandmates getting in a fight. I mean, I get if some dumb, you know, <laughs> concert goer jumps up on stage and you got to punch him a little bit or whatever that happens, or two concert goers getting in a fight that happens. But you get in a fight with your bandmate like a physical altercation in the middle. That's beautiful. <laughs> that would be fun to watch, honestly. That's be- that's like, better oh than the God. actual music. I don't know. Like this isn't gonna happen that often, fellas. Take it in. <laughs> Summer 2005, Pete performs with Sir Elton John at Live 8. Not Live Aid, Live 8. Live 8. Yep. Rest in peace, Elton John. There you go. Baby Shambles cancels tour dates with Oasis. Summer of 2005. Is that when Oasis broke <laughs> up? or? <laughs> Baby Shambles' first single, Forever, hits number four. F Forever? Okay. All right. Uh, Daily Mirror publishes pics of Kate Moss snorting cocaine. That's how you just got to stay, give me a little bit of that drip. Stay skinny. Yeah. And with that, we're going to take a short break. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm very congested. Lining them up. Lining them up, Brian. Sure you guys can hear this. So uh, here, try this new. There's a new, new song for break. All right. Sounds like a choo-choo train. Is that a ukulele, you think? Uke. I know it is because I wrote the song. The Save the Concert Escape Room at Intrigue Escape Games is Michigan's first Rockstar-themed escape room. You and your friends have 60 minutes to be the heroes, live the adventure, and save the concert. Book your game now at IntrigueEscapeGames.com. IntrigueEscapeGames.com. Jamiroquai jam. I really like that. Jamiroquai? Well, Jamiroquai. That was a sweet video with the hat and the moving floor. Boo, boo, boo. Yeah. Just all moving all yeah, over. Yeah, it's moves. That's pretty sweet. 
I was listening to Justin Timberlake on the way down here today. Timberland? Yeah. Timberlake. Oh, two different JT. Guys. We'll get to Timberland. I get no, yeah, JT. I like, I had to I had to get in the, in the it was nice and sunny out. It's still it like nice four degrees yeah. outside, but <laughs> But it looks warm. <laughs> From the moon. All right. Moon like moon the loon. We are back to another crazy British guy. We're gonna get back into Pete Doherty here. October second, two thousand five. Pete's arrested in Shrewbury after police raided his tour bus. They found some Class A drugs. <laughs> There's some good drugs. Police dropped the charges. Pete goes to rehab. Again. Again. <laughs> leaves yeah. after leaves after six days. Again. Because <laughs> he split up with Kate Moss. Oh, he yeah, I'm sure he's the one that pulled the freaking trigger on that. Yeah, um, I'm good. No, I don't like I don't like banging supermodels no anymore. No matter how hot a chick is, somebody's tired of banging them. <sighs> I've never understood that. I mean, I've said that quote. I've never understood it. I've never given the I've never had the opportunity to understand it. You know, one that say, people say a lot that you're like, oh yeah, hell yeah, man. But then if you really think about it, it's not the best situation. Is fuck the shit out of somebody. Oh fuck the shit out of them. I don't know. I don't want to do that. I don't. <laughs> that's a bad man. No. That's such a bad mental. All right, all right, all right, all right. November thirtieth, two thousand five. Pete gets stopped for driving in an erratic manner. Yeah, he gets arrested for drug possession. He's got coke and heroin on him. Well, he's, he's trying to do. He's trying to do a little, get a little bump going. Pete shows up to court an hour late. Still doesn't get any prison time. Teflon. Well, you said his his middle name's Don. Don, right? Dan. <laughs> Dan. Daniel. Teflon Dan. Teflon Dan. December eighth, two thousand five. Pete is arrested for a DUI. Again. And charges were dropped. Again. Right. December eighteenth, two thousand five. <laughs> Ten days later. Pete's arrested for another DUI in East London. Again. Three passengers fled the scene. That's cool. Pete gets community service for 12 months. He has to do 12 months of community service? There you go. That's a shit ton of community service, well, dude. Hey, Usually mate. get like a couple hundred hours. <laughs> we didn't go to prison, though. I mean, anyway. January 14th, 2006, in Clapton, East London. Pete gets arrested for driving under the influence. Again. And suspicion of possession with intent to supply. Oh, so he's now being accused of being a drug dealer. He's got a lot of drugs on him. Well, all yeah. the time. You know what? If they pulled over Willie's bus right now, I bet you he could say, but then nobody's going to say Willie's a dealer. No, Willie, he's the end of the supply chain. <laughs> he's the user. We will 100% get to Willie Nelson in this series of podcasts, everybody. I, I think Willie Nelson, I would, dude, okay, here, Brian, if you write a thing in Willie Nelson and if he's got any 12 year olds, in his closet somewhere. <laughs> Stop. Don't do the podcast. We're not doing the podcast. Don't pull that curtain back. I don't want to know about it. Never want to talk about Willie Nelson again. But if you do a Willie Nelson podcast in its exact way, I think it should be, right. where he's just like a nice older gentleman and just, just salt of the earth. Yeah. yeah, I smoke some weed. Yeah, let's do that podcast all day. I do try to keep it a little. Some of them I'll get halfway into a research hole and I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. not telling people that. This does not sound fun on a podcast. Oh. Pete gets two months community service, 18 months drug rehab, and banned from driving for six months. Banned from driving. Banned from driving. Well, they all drive on the wrong side of the road over there anyways. Right? Well, no, wrong. left. Or left. <laughs> <laughs> January 26, 2006, 5.40 a.m., <laughs> Pete's arrested for suspicion of possession and driving erratically. Again. <laughs> This is not a button he hits. It's just me sing again. 3 p.m. after release for the suspicion of possession and driving erratically, Pete gets arrested again for being under the influence of a Class A drug. Jeez. This guy's just got a problem. Here, it sounds like he's a he's a crack crackhead. 
the next day, January 27th, 2006, Pete's arrested for a third time in 24 hours. That's awesome. In Birmingham, England. That is that is rock star. That is rock star caliber right Suspicion there. of car theft and drug possession. Suspicion of car theft. We think you stole it. Get some drugs on you, Pete. <laughs> I thought you did. They, okay. they came with the car officer. Okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> How can they? They must be really good at like booking people at, in this area because if we can get three three in and outs in a 24 in hours and out, baby dude Jeez. every time i've ever been sent to the who scout it takes like there's hours four, four hours just for them to fingerprint your ass sitting in a holding cell for hours it's anyway march 23rd 2006 pete assaults bbc radio newsbeat reporter trudy barber oh why trudy after a court appearance so like he's coming out of the court and Tr- trudy's oh, was she up in his face I don't even know that Trudy was a girl, but yeah. Oh, okay. so. Pete's found guilty and fined 750 pounds, which is like a thousand U.S. dollars. All right, thousand bucks punch somebody in the face. And, yeah, you know, I'd pay a thousand for a few people. I think. Well, hold on, no, I don't want to punch him. I want to hit him. I don't want to hurt my. Yeah, you punch people. Yeah, it hurts your hands really bad. It's true. Elbows, y'all. Elbows. April 20th, 2006. After leaving court for the January 14th deal. Pete gets arrested again for possession. All right, again, he's. I, this is just what he does. I hope the. How many more cards he got there? Half. Are they all the same? Gets arrested. This is going to be <laughs> what we do here today, Ben. That's the nature right. of the podcast. Uh, he gets. Uh, he puts in a guilty plea and pays like a thousand bucks. Okay, he's he just done. now whatever. Yeah, here you go. Yeah, here's my I'll, money. Here's my grand. Here, I'll, here's a thousand, and I'm just going to leave this other thousand here because I'll be back. I'm going to be coming back through your town. Can I open an account? <laughs> Spring 2006, newspaper publishes pics of Pete injecting a female fan at his house. And you mean not drugs. sexual? No, drugs. Drugs. Okay. Drug, drugs. Hot beef injection, anyone? Uh, in Barcelona, Spain, Pete gets banned from EasyJet Airlines. The flight crew found bloody syringes in the bathroom. <sighs> and there's no charges. They just banned him there. Just, you're you're, you're done. Out. All right. You'll have to find a different airline. August 17th, 2006, Pete's arrested when he's found with a pipe and crack cocaine. Crack is a tough one, I think. It sounds like a lot of people that have been on the crack, that's a tough one to get off. Heroin and crack. I mean, crack cocaine is like a higher concentrated thing over cocaine, right? Right. And a lot of people are saying, like, oh, yeah, you can, get, you can leave cocaine. You can get away from it. It's not as physically addicting as a lot of other drugs. But right. I no, think no, no, crack no. was the Whitney Houston one, right? Yeah, that'll get you. Yeah. That'll get you. Charges were dropped. Again. Again. November 19th, 2006. Arrested. Possession uh, of crack. Jeez. Yeah, he's just getting... Fined $1,000. You'd think he'd be better at hiding this shit. Banned from driving for four months. <laughs> oh, he'd think somebody gave this guy the keys back? <laughs> Tack it on every time. February 5th, 2007. Pete's arrested for failing to produce a driver's license. No insurance, nah, driving with no MOT, and failing to comply with driving license conditions. Well, that sounds like a bunch of, you're not supposed to be doing this. Pete gets two months driving ban and a $400 fine. That's not, that's not that much. He is a super mega rock star. He is, he's probably got a $1,000 bill in his pocket Hell, it waiting for it. I'd rather pay the fine maybe every once in a while other than paying insurance. Right. So, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, 2007. Pete's arrested in London for possession. Again. Of crack. Again. And heroin and weed and ketamine. Oh, what's ketamine? Uh, so, uh, Is I it a pill? It's a pill, yeah. 
It's like a designer drug ketamine. I think it's a tranquilizer. Okay. Pete pleads guilty. Gets right. court-ordered 12 months rehab and two years suspended jail term, 18 months probation. Didn't the judge have his old rap sheet? Like, dude, we just this dude, this guy needs to get away from this. It's what they do, man. Yeah. They, they, May 15th, 2007, Pete has an art exhibition at London's Bank Robbers Gallery. Hmm, okay. It lasted a month and featured 14 of Pete's paintings. Oh, he's, so he's an artiste. He's an artiste. All right. Well, yeah, I guess, you know, a lot of musicians all have that sort of, uh, what is it, right brain? or uh, Right brain is the artsy part of your brain? Part, sure, left brain is logic. Yeah, he's, you know, right brainy. Perhaps. I mean, that's very. Uh, he's exhibiting these <laughs> lack of boundary issues that a lot of famous musicians and actors and stuff have. Brian just said the word perhaps. He actually wanted to say the word shut up, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I don't know. If you ever, if you ever get into a conversation with somebody and they just say perhaps. Perhaps. That's just a, a nice way to say shut up. <laughs> think about it. You're gonna, that's it's just true. August 20th, 2007, after playing at the V Festival in London, Pete gets arrested for... <laughs> Crack cocaine, Brian? Drug possession! <laughs> Charges are dropped due to Pete's not making it to court within 24 hours of arrest. That's all you gotta do is beat, uh, to beat the rap is not coming to court? I think they might have held him in jail too long. I don't... Oh, <laughs> okay, maybe it's their, it's their like fault. Like, due process. All like right. We didn't get it. Fall 2007... Pete modeled for Robert Cavale's fashion ad campaign. Was he a good-looking gentleman? Oh, Lord, no. He oh. was. This dude's hit. Yeah? Like, oh, buddy. <clears throat> like, okay. Oh. Pete thought, uh, people thought he looked like Marlon Brando, though. That's what they were saying. Yeah. That, or, young Marlon Brando, or? <laughs> Marlon Brando. I don't think it was that Marlon Brando. Oh, I can't find my picture of Pete. I was going to show you. Oh. Damn. Oh, we oh. can't look at pictures of dudes on your computer. Not now. Let's put Kate Moss up there, though. Let's put Kate Moss on there. All right. Actually, I think there's some Kate Moss pictures already. No, I'm <laughs> December 3rd, 2007. Kath Mead, a photographer, maybe a paparazzi, is taking pics of Pete and his newish girlfriend, Arena Lazarinu. She sounds foreign. Hot. Pete's arrested for assault. Pleads guilty. $2,000 fine. I guess you don't ever really get... Punished for this shit. You're going to keep doing it. <laughs> you know, eh. costing you money, a couple nights in the Hooskow. Not that much money. I mean, I, I'm not saying I could really afford that all that money he's had to shell out, but maybe maybe close. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think he's cracked like 20 grand. No. The they give you the bail back after the court thing, so it's not like you're out the 100 grand for bail or whatever. I was watching Dog the Bounty Hunter the other day a little bit. I didn't know the show was still on. Oh, God. It was. It's just so... He's a character of himself anymore. He plays a character of himself in that show. What's real? How do I know? Oh, this guy, I mean, he's been on the air now for 20 years, maybe. Right. And before it was like, oh my gosh, this guy's crazy. And I think he was kind of crazy. And then <laughs> I think he he watched too many of his own shows. Now he's, the shirt's unbuttoned. He's got the big badge. Him and his wife are all like wearing these fancy like driving gloves. And his wife's nails are like this long. She has pink handcuffs. Wow. Enough. I Enough, feel like people. I could get away from those guys. I really do. Enough. Challenge. I issue a challenge to Dog the Bounty Hunter. Crime and music crew will evade you, sir. No, Brian will. Don't come after me. I thought you wanted to join me. 
You're no. like, I want to try and escape thing, you said. Oh, Remember? I will do that, or... but I don't want to be surprised. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. I don't want to be sitting in, in my hot tub one night on the back deck, <laughs> and next thing you know, this dude hey. shows up with his with his little round wife, and I'm like, ah, I don't know what to do. They do got a couple young bucks, so got some billy clubs on their belts. They'll come out. They can definitely run faster than me. Two outlaw bikers from the Lollipop Guild show up at your house. <laughs> they're they're tiny people. They're like five foot two and stuff. That's why he wears those cowboy boots with a four inch lift. That nice long blonde hair. Does have nice hair. Oh, it's colored. I bet. I'm sure. April twenty fifth, two thousand and eight. Pete exhibits some more art. <laughs> All right. Caused nice. some controversy because Pete painted with his own blood. Nice art. Quote on it from a guy named David West. He's a gallery owner. He said, "It's not got any artistic merit." He's using his own blood uh, to make a, to make it interesting. Yeah. But when you look at them, they're, they're what any four-year-old could do. Yeah. I feel that way about most art. I'm serious. Painted I mean, let's say it's a nice picture of, like, a Kincaid or something. The painter of light. Ooh. That's, I get that. But, like, modern arty stuff, you look at some of that thing. Yeah. I'm like, all right. Wait, I, you want me to paint you a picture? I'll paint you a picture. I'd love to paint you a picture. He painted a he painted picture. painted a picture. July 12, 2008, they're playing a show at Royal Albert Hall for 5,500 people. All right. Show gets cut short because Pete, he's kind of off. He's just noodling around, you know, whatever. He's high. Right. He's Pete, yeah, he's fucked up. <laughs> Pete starts playing a song, I Wish, and 100 fans invade the stage. Why? Because they're mad? Yeah, they're probably pissed off. Like, oh, this is a lame-ass song. Hey, and you know, the the, 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 the English men. If they don't like something, oh, soccer they'll, hooligans. they'll yeah. run up on the field. They'll they'll go at it. I mean, yep. they're not just doing it for fun. They're doing it for some fightsies. No, soccer hooliganism. Yeah. I, I got you. Especially there. the Northern Englanders. 2008 and 2009, Pete's doing these gorilla gigs, he calls them, and solo gigs, like a pop-up store kind of thing. They'll just mm-hmm. show up, boom, put up a little stage and start playing. At, a like, a bar or something? Yeah, wherever. You yeah. Know. While playing Applebee's. a show, like a solo. Now he's playing a solo show at Grimsby Auditorium in March, right? Pete declares, Grimsy's a shithole midway through the show. At the place? Yep. <laughs> because the, car, the crowd was kind of harsh and they kept throwing drinks and coins at him and stuff. <laughs> that seems expensive. Like, if you go pay $12 for one of those beers and then you whip it at stage and then you're flinging coins out of your pocket. Like, you already paid for the ticket. Why are you giving him more money? Did I? I didn't tell you this story. Oh. I had a bunch of coins thrown at me the other day. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you did tell me I, that. I tell you. You were on the highway. I was on the expressway, and apparently somebody had some, definitely had some umbrage with the way I was driving. <laughs> and as they were, you know, they, they all of a sudden had road rage. So they're, like, like, racing around me and everything else. And I'm not going to go into detail on it. I don't think it was anything with my fault. And I'll admit, I've driven some bad. I'm a bad driver sometimes. And I'm distracted. I'm texting. I'm talking to people. I'm whatever on my phone. Not this time, though. I swear to God. And... So he got kind of ahead of me, and then he had to exit the expressway. And as this pussy's exiting the expressway, he whips a, ch- a handful of change at my at my vehicle, which is an old piece of crap, anyways. I don't care. And I and I'm like, whoa! And I should follow this guy. I'm like, I can't. I'm not dealing with this. Got chucked a handful of pennies at you while he got, <laughs> got off the highway. We're not a toll road state either, just to let you know. What's that? He maybe maybe he's trying to give you money for the toll, but it's like we're not a toll road state. No, no. Probably will be. 15, no, there was there's there's more to that story, but that's not fine. It's not whatever. March sixteenth, two thousand and nine. Pete releases his solo album, Grace Wasteland. Grace Wasteland. Pretty much. All right. Know. Anyway, June eleventh, two thousand and nine. Pete's driving around Gloucester. 
And he's charged with driving dangerously while drunk and in possession of heroin. Again. He pleads guilty. He's fined $2,700. Gets an 18-month driving ban. No, go ahead. No, I know. I just target on the beer fly. I see you. I, I, I see you. Did I get him? Did you? I don't know. I don't think I got him. All right. All right. December 21st, 2009, while in court for the Gloucester thing, um, some heroin falls out of his pocket. <laughs> So Pete's arrested for possession and fined a thousand dollars. All right, kids. Here's a lesson: if you ever have to go to court for heroin possession charges, leave your heroin in the car. Well, he couldn't drive though because it's suspended license. Fine, so put it in your shoe. There Hide you it somewhere. Right. He a thousand dollar fine, and he pays a hundred and twelve dollars and nine cents in court costs. No jail time. This is cheap. This is, yeah, he's, he's he's probably still under 30 grand, I would say. <laughs> like, a, you know, a really low average salary, and you're Pete Doherty. March 19th, 2010, <laughs> gets a possession charge. I'm not even saying it. Pete was being questioned about the death of filmmaker Robin Whitehead. What? Yeah, Whitehead, Whitehead was making a documentary about Pete when he OD'd and died. Pete's, oh. Pete was out on bail. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Still. He didn't kill him, though, did he? No. I don't just think so. Just, just coincidental. Uh, talk to everybody. We're going to do drugs together and you died. I'm probably a suspect. They're going to want to talk to you for a second. Yeah. Still in 2010, the Libertines reunite and perform at the Reading Leeds Festival. Yeah, they needed to get some more money for some more crack. They released their third album, Anthem for a Doomed Youth. That's bright and shiny. These people don't seem very happy. Yeah, it rains a lot over there. It's true. Yeah, I'm it's walk- like Seattle. You ever watch uh, Katrina and the Waves video, I'm Walking on Sunshine? I'm walking on sunshine. Whoa. No, I've never seen the video. I know I'm they sing that song a lot on Futurama. Whoa. Well, this girl, this English girl, walks all around London. You see all the London sites singing about walking on sunshine. Cloudiest fucking day ever. <laughs> Just oh. dark and overcast. <laughs> like, that's what they had for the film shoot. Yeah, we had to use it. Maybe it was, it was a... Like an ironic video. That's what my wife tried saying. I just, I don't know. I don't give musicians. Even if it's cloudy, I can still sing the song. I don't give musical producers that much credit, but maybe I should. October 2014, Pete is admitted to Hope Rehab Center in Thailand. Another Thailand, uh, a Thailand place. Thai. Another Thai place. Thai place. I like Thai food. You like Thai? Oh, I can go get some good Thai food right now. I like shirt. I don't know if I like Thai. Uh, he finishes his treatment by January 2015. Oh, so he stuck around there for a minute. He did. Now, okay. while he was in, two different times, fans tried sending him drugs uh, to the rehab center. The staff intercepted him. Both packages were from France. I have a feeling the staff at a rehab center is on the lookout for any suspicious packages full of drugs. You got some kind of syringe pen? What is this? <laughs> Here you go, Pete. It. You didn't eat. It, there's a big bag of white substance, and... She didn't even a, spell flour right, okay? Take a bacon, Pete? Yeah. I know that's not flour. It's spelled the wrong way. There's F-L- no U in it. Come on. <laughs> F-L-O-R, flour. All right. Uh, F-L-O-W-E-R. <laughs> that's weird. Pulverized. Pete, uh, March 2015, releases a single, Flags of the Old Regime. All proceeds went to the Amy Winehouse Foundation. Yeah, Amy she, Winehouse. Drugs. Yeah, OD and stuff. Yeah. November 2016, Pete starts another band. The Puta Madres. Sounds foreign. Hot. I don't know what puta means. I used to. (laughs) Puta. Punta? Because, yeah, I can swear in Spanish and I don't know what it means. I I don't know what a lot of things don't, the swear words mean in English. Uh, They gigged around London and Europe 
uh, for the last couple years, this this Puta Madres band with with Pete. And August 2017, Pete's traveling through Italy. <laughs> Please find heroin in his car. Uh, I'm not, no. And <laughs> Pete didn't have a valid driver's license. I can't believe that, Brian. Seriously? Pete gets a fine. Which side of the road do they drive on in Italy? It doesn't matter if you're Pete Doherty. <laughs> it does not matter. April 26, 2019. We're right here, man. What? Technically, it's forward in time. Pete is planning <laughs> to release his new album, Pete Doherty and the Puta Madres, with oh. the Signal. Uh, the single's already out. Who's been having you over? Who's been having you over? Who's been having you over? Who's been bending you over? They should have named that song. Jeez, I don't. He didn't really seem like that type. I don't think. No, he's he, into sound, that. he he's sounds like he's not a druggie. <laughs> well, druggies. I he bet is. he's a druggie, and it sounds like he doesn't like some cameras in his face. A private person. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's nearly. No, I don't think he can be a private person. But I can also understand if you walk out of the store and somebody's shoving a camera in your face, you know, just wanting to make money off of a make money, publicity money, make thing. Money, 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 paparazzi. Right. Uh, well, there's a final quote from Pete. I may be a fool, but I'm not a fucker. All right. Pete Doherty, y'all. I'm going to use that quote. Uh, <laughs> Pete Doherty, whatever. This guy sounds like they've been around forever. What, yeah, he's got to be in his 40 years old, 39? He's got to be, right? I mean, if he was born in... Maybe, yeah, in his late 30s, mid to late 30s. I get whatever. Born 79. 79, three years, so he's 39? Yeah. Okay, so... Been doing it for a bit here. Been yeah. in a couple gigs. Played some a lot of shows, a lot of places around England. It sounds London. like he's played out a lot. Yeah. It sounds like he's done a lot of crack. <laughs> and <laughs> the heroin. And I'm going to make a pr- rest of it. prediction. Prediction. He's not done with crack. Okay. There's going to be more crack involved in this man's story. We might have a follow-up episode for uh, Pete Doherty, guys. Well, a follow-up episode or just a follow-up blurb like, you know, a year down the road we're doing a thing on... I don't know who can. You know what we should do? Uh, <laughs> Just a read, like a read. No, we should have predictions. <laughs> predictions. Predictions of what currently famous musician. Oh, who's next? Like who's next? Who's going to get in trouble next? <laughs> who will be on our list next? They do it. They do this for a. Uh, right now, it's Chris Brown. They do this for uh, uh, football players on this radio sportscast thing. They all they take like bets on what team, what. And for what charge? Sure. So you get to pick a team, you get to pick a charge, and the next NFL arrest, then you win money. What a fun parlay on someone's personal tragedy. I know, right? It's, <laughs> that's but that's I mean, great. You know what's going to happen. We're going to have musicians from here on out are going to get in trouble. They're going to get arrested. They're going to do bad things. That's true. Maybe we should start. All right, you want to do it right now? Should we write it down? Can we write it down somewhere? Yeah, well, in our minds. What, uh, what do you? Who do you think is going to be next? Do you want to pick, uh, let's pick a charge and a genre. No, we can't pick a genre. That's unfair. Pete Doherty, possession. <laughs> no. Pretty um, sure I win. All right. Well, well, we'll we'll work on the details of this and bring it back with us next episode. We will. And then, because we said next episode, that wraps it up this time. If you want to help us out, guys, let us know what you want to hear on the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. YouTube is out there, too, if you guys like the YouTubes. And, uh, yeah, don't be scared to get out there in the speak pipe. That was my favorite part. Speak pipe, crimeandmusic.com. Everybody should say things. You don't have to leave your name or number. Just come out and tell us what you like. If you're English, uh, tell us what A-levels are. If you're from Nebraska or Wyoming, confirm (laughs) confirm people live there because I'm starting to doubt. Yeah, no, not in the winter, I guess. You you might be right. They might be out of power. 
They might just, they didn't pay their bill. If the string moves, then it's winded. <laughs> okay. That's all I got, y'all. So, uh, <laughs> like the song says, never trust a big butt and a smile. I need a coffee. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.